Welcome to another episode of Up in the Boot podcast. My name is Rob. I'm a cinema projectionist here in Dublin, Ireland, and I am the host of Up in the Boot. So before we get into today's episode, let's have a quick catch up. If you have missed the last episode, episode 17, I reviewed the latest in the Transformers franchise, Bumblebee. And if you're up to date on the videos you want to check out, I film a time lapse in work, breaking down a 35mm print, a cool time lapse, and also celebrated the 14th anniversary of star wars episode 3 in an episode of picture start you can check those out on the youtube channel so we have a bit of a special episode today this is in association with Flickr alley we are looking at two titles today the man who laughs and the last warning which are both uh, silent films i've never seen them before so i was looking forward to getting a hold of these and checking them out i receive advanced copies they are dual format deluxe edition blu-ray and dvds these are i will mention that um just in terms of the technical info i am watching these on a blu-ray player that can play region a uh, usa discs so if you're from outside the united states you might want to check uh, in terms of what your player can and can't play if you are interested in picking up one of these so the first of today's two movies we're taking a look at is The Man Who Laughs, 1928, directed by Paul Lenny, or Paul Lenny, depending on which way you want to say that. 110 minutes, black and white, United States, restored by NBC Universal and Universal Pictures. It is out for release on May 28th. So just some quick info about the film before I kind of talk about it. Flickr Alley, in partnership with Universal Pictures, are proud to present a new 4K restoration of the 1928 silent classic The Man Who Laughs. Accompanied by a newly recorded orchestral score by the Berklee School of Music. Based on the novel by Victor Hugo, the story centres on the extraordinary adventures of Gwynplaine, Conrad Voigt, whose wide and mirthless grin inspired DC Comics legendary Batman villain the Joker. Voigt's character has become well known to most cinephiles. Orphaned as a child, Gwynplaine is punished by the king for his father's transgressions by having his face carved into a hideous grin. Disfigured and alone, Gwynplaine rescues a blind child named D. Mary Philbin, and both end up starring in a sideshow where they fall in love. Because she cannot see, Dee does not know about her lover's tormented grin. Masterfully directed by Paul Lenny, The Man Who Laughs marks Lenny's penultimate work. Having grown up in Germany during the era of Expressionism, Lenny embraces haunting characters, twisted sets, harsh angles and deep shadows. Heralded as one of the best American silence emulating German Expressionism, The Man Who Laughs presents Lenny at his creative directorial peak. Originally released silent, the film was enough of a hit for Universal in 1928 that the studio released it with a synchronised musical score using the movie tone sound on film process, presented here in this release as a secondary audio track. Part of Universal Pictures' ongoing silent restoration initiative, The Man Who Laughs honours the studio's rich film history that has spanned more than a century. The primary source element for this restoration was a 35mm composite fine grain print from the Universal Pictures Vault, created in 1954 from the Nitrate original camera negative. NBC Universal's restoration team were able to stabilise and deflicker the film as well as repair some of the scratches and warps and dirt and stuff like that. And the 4K digital restoration was completed by NBC Universal Studio Post. I will say, uh, just in terms of the technical stuff again, this is not a 4K UHD release. This is a dual format Blu-ray and DVD. So you get two discs within the within the box. Um, really well done, nicely packaged. They actually have a reversible uh, sleeve art, which is really nicely done. You get a booklet as well 
which is a kind of a short essay on the music. So interestingly enough, it actually comes with two soundtracks, as I mentioned there. You have the, I believe, 2018, the Berkeley School of Music uh, re-recorded soundtrack, which is what I listen to. That's what the disc sort of um, is preset to play. And you can go into the extras and select the optional audio track, which is the film's original 1928 movie tone score presented as a secondary audio track and i have to say it actually sounds really well the the 2018 the new uh the new soundtrack really well done i've never basically never watched the full silent movie through i've seen clips of this and because i'm a big batman fan i knew about the the sort of connections to the conroy voigt's character and how sort of that would inspire joker and i was really looking forward to watch this the restoration looks really great they've done a great job on that in this one absolutely looks stunning in black and white and it has a weird aspect ratio um 1.20 to 1 i believe is what the original was so um you're going to get that kind of 43 look on your tv screen just some other interesting kind of notes about the film it was one of the earliest pictures from universal uh, that made the transition from silent movies to sound movies where they used the movie tone sound system and the film was actually complete in april 1927 but was held for an april 1928 release with the sound effects and the music score that included the popular song When Love Comes Stealing. And just another couple of notes of interest, if you are a Universal Monsters uh, fan like myself, you'll know who Jack Pierce is, the head makeup artist at Universal. In 20, 1926, he was responsible for sort of crafting uh, Gwyn Payne's appearance and um, that iconic smile and stuff and uh, really good job done by him and of course launched him into all that universal movie stuff conrad voigt was absolutely outstanding in the movie as Gwynplaine, and it was reported that during the filming sequence where he is presented to the house of lords that all the extras were like so moved by his performance that they all sort of burst into a loud applause once they had finished the scene universal also uh, reportedly put up one million dollars um, uh, which was an absolutely outstanding budget at the time, 1927, when it was sort of completed. So you're sort of talking about shooting in 26, I would assume, was one of the extremely high budgets of an American film at the time. You know, the appearance of Gwynplaine is, is, you know, quite horrific looking and, you know, stuff like that. And the freak show element is sometimes as class as a horror is actually a romantic melodrama, but if the... Uh, romantic storyline between D and Gwynplaine of course throughout the movie it sort of gets put in as a horror because of the appearance of Gwynplaine uh, con- played by Conrad Voigt I, I guess kind of rightly so but it, it's not generally just a horror movie um, at all it's just kind of you know the German expressionist uh, sort of feel and, and stuff to it and again as I said shot in black and white and looks absolutely stunning and a uh, fantastic restoration job done by NBC and Universal on this one. Another thing that kind of struck me watching this uh, all the way through for the first time was how a silent movie without obviously you know there's no speech there's just kind of music there's a couple of sound effects in there but it's purely music and the visuals you're seeing on screen of course you get those kind of um, I don't know what they would call them maybe like title cards so the characters would be talking to each other on screen if you've never seen a silent movie before they're talking to each other on screen you can't hear what they're saying it's just music and then you get a screen with sort of text explaining what they've just said so a lot of the time it's you're kind of deciphering what's going on by how the actors are portraying the characters and um, I thought it was really interesting in how you can use music or a score or soundtrack to kind of evoke different sort of feelings and sort of portray different emotions and feelings and sort of portray what's going on um, on screen which you know sometimes it's sort of 
scores are often overlooked um, these days because you, you have actors talking and you can they're telling you what's going on basically something that really sort of struck me watching this for the first time was how the score can sort of influence basically tell you what's going on in the movie so we have a couple of extras on this release. You have Celebrating Universal's Masterpiece. It's a booklet within the DVD Blu-ray set. Uh, it's an essay written by film historian and author Kevin Brownlow. You also have a 13-minute short. It's basically Paul Lenny and the Man Who Laughs. It's a visual essay by film historian and author John Susseter. It's basically just still photos and a voiceover. Rare image galleries, these are absolutely fantastic. They've I don't know if they've done a restoration job on these photos, but there's um there's like production stills behind the scenes, promotional makeup tests, anything you can think of, it's all in there. Really great extra there. As I mentioned, the optional audio track with the original nineteen twenty eight movie tone score and reversible sleeve art as well. If you want to class that as an extra, I thought it was a really nice touch so you can kind of change it, flip it around if you want to display your DVD or your Blu-ray differently on your shelf in your collection. So I'm going to go for 4 out of 5 on The Man Who Laughs. Really well done. As I said, I've never seen this movie completely true. Really surprised, really impressed and uh, looks great. Restoration, excellent. So yeah, thumbs up on this one, 4 out of 5. So I definitely recommend picking up a copy of The Man Who Laughs, which is available from May 28 on Deluxe Blu-ray and DVD dual format edition from Flickr Alley. So just to take a quick break from the podcast here, I just want to remind everybody that I do have a shop over on the website, uppertobootpodcast.com. If you click into shop, you will see that I've launched a line of some cool film-related t-shirts, a percentage of which goes to me to help keep Up In The Boot going. There's some cool film-related stuff over there. Top sellers include presented in 70mm 6-track, 35mm sound start, splice here, picture start, and I recently launched a new line of horror-inspired t-shirts. John Carpenter rules, Wes Craven rules, Stephen King rules, and In Court We Trust, inspired by Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's The Thing. There's a bunch of other designs which are available as t-shirts on the website. Again, it's openthebootpodcast.com. Just click shop and you'll be taken to the Redbubble store, which is the company who print and ship the merch. Thanks for supporting Open The Boot and don't forget to tag me online if you pick up any of the Open The Boot merch. Now let's get back to this episode. So next one up in this episode in association with Flickr Alley is The Last Warning, 1929, directed by Paul Lenny, 78 minutes, black and white, uh, 1.20 to 1 aspect ratio again, and we'll see a release date again on May 28. So just a little bit about the movie, Universal Pictures and Flickr Alley present a new 4K restoration of the 1929 silent classic The Last Warning, accompanied by a newly recorded score from Arthur Barrow. Adapted from Thomas F. Fallon's 1922 Broadway play of the same name, The Last Warning is based on the story The House of Fear by Wadsworth Camp and centres on an unsolved murder that occurs during a live Broadway performance. When the victim's body goes missing, the death remains unsolved and the theatre is condemned. That is, until years later when a suspicious new producer arrives to restage the play with the original cast and crew. As one of the last Silence Universal pictures produced, The Last Warning was later re-released as a park talkie, with roughly 60 feet of sound scenes added. So once again we have a nice reversible sleeve art here on this deluxe edition dual format Blu-ray DVD release. Uh, So you can pick and choose which one you want to do. Of course two discs so you have Blu-ray and DVD. You have a booklet in there as well. Some of the special features included are a visual essay by film historian again John Seister. 
uh, about 10 minutes long it runs just kind of a voiceover and some stills again rare image galleries again there's some nice uh, sort of marketing materials behind the scenes production not as many as the man who laughs not as many photos as that one but uh, still nice to see those kind of things and then there's the short essays in the booklet that's accompanying um i didn't enjoy this one as much as i enjoyed the man who laughs i'll be honest in saying that the restoration it looks like they had quite a job on their hands when they were restoring this one i believe it was restored back in 2016 is the information i can find out online um universal pictures uh, selected the film for restoration in 2016 and used two different used elements from two different prints that were available to them at the time some interesting notes about the film it was uh, kind of conceived as a follow-up to lenny's successful 1929 film the cat and the canary which also starred laura laplante the film was produced by carl lemley under universal pictures of course principal photography took place in los angeles during summer 1928 and they actually interestingly enough they used sort of recycled and old sets from universal's phantom of the opera in 1925 for production it actually premiered on Christmas Day in a couple of theaters over in the States in 1928 and then got its general sort of release in January 1929. And sort of mentioned in the extras was that while certain um, film studios had their own kind of chain of cinemas that they could sort of roll out the movie tone and, you know, moving from silent into the talkies with films with sound, uh, Universal didn't have that luxury, so they had to just sort of release their film to wherever it was taken. There was a lot of criticism of the sound version of the film, and a lot of people believe that the silent version is presented better than the sound version. This turned out to be Paul Lenny's final film before he actually died in September of 1929. And as I mentioned, it was sort of a varied response from critics at the time. As I mentioned, they seem to have a job on their hands restoring this one, The Last Warning. There's certainly signs of scratches and stuff on the prints that they, the two prints that they used to put this restoration together. Um, again, restored in 4K, but this is not a 4K release. It's a Blu-ray and DVD release. And again, some general information about the restoration part of Universal's ongoing silent restoration initiative, The Last Warning, honours the studio's rich film history that has spanned more than a century. Universal's team of restoration experts conducted a worldwide search for The Last Warning's available elements, ultimately working with materials from Cinematheque Francois and the Packard Humanities Institute collection, UCLA Film and Television Archive, NBC Universal's restoration team, was able to stabilize and deflicker the film as well as repair scratches, warps, and dirt. The 4K digital restoration was completed by NBC Universal Studio Post. The restoration actually came from a 35mm nitrate dupe negative provided by Cinematheque Francois and 16mm print provided by the Packard Humanities Institute at UCLA. There was a new musical score composed and recorded by Arthur Barrow, which worked really well uh, on the Blu ray, is what I viewed uh, for this review. And yeah, again, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't enjoy this one as much as The Man Who Laughs. But again, I feel these are two titles that you could confidently add to your collection if you want to sort of look back and get into some of the early days of cinema and early days of film. Um, These two, 1928 and 1929. I'd rate The Last Warning 3 out of 5, as I mentioned uh, not 100% one for me it, it's still interesting to watch and kind of you know horror horror kind of a story horror ghost story kind of thriller mystery kind of all rolled into one and again interesting to see kind of filmmaking um in 1929 when we look back at it compared to now yeah 305 for this one and 405 for the man who laughs so again 
two titles you can definitely add to your collection day are both available from Flickr Alley on May 28th and I suggest that you head on over to Flickr Alley and pick yourself up two copies of those. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Up in the Booth. Don't forget to head on over to the website upintheboothpodcast.com where you can catch up on previous episodes of the podcast and the various video series I produce. You can follow me on Instagram at Up in the Booth Podcast, or you can follow me personally at Projectionist Rob if you want to see some more film-related stuff. You can also follow me on Twitter at Up in the Booth Pod. And again, if you want to see some film-related stuff, you can follow me personally at Projectionist or don't forget you can head on over to Facebook and like the page at Open the Boot Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone, and talk to you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.